Hey, hi, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. This is number 11 of Breaking Bell, the podcast where I share crazy personal stories and cover TMI lifestyle topics. It's Breaking Bell. Leave a message. Welcome back, my friends. I hope you are all doing well on this lovely hump day. Obviously, today is not hump day. I am pre-recording, but you are listening to this on hump day. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Um, It's pretty cold here in Toronto, Canada, like today, which I am filming on a Friday. I think it's probably about like minus... 10 without the wind chill but thankful that I get to work from home because I would hate traveling commuting in this type of weather honestly I do not think that I could ever like wait in a line for like a restaurant a club or anything like that in the future and I don't know how I did that back in the day in like a mini dress cocktail dress and heels Like, I honestly don't know how I did that, but uh, I guess that's not really in the foreseeable future anytime soon, so I don't have to worry about it. But in today's episode, I am going to be sharing some stories about some of my firsts. So I got a lot of questions and some suggestions from you guys, and a lot of those questions ended up being, oh, like, what was your first time like? Um, how was your first kiss? Tell us about your first boyfriend, your first love, etc. So I guess that's something that you guys were super curious about, and I am going to give y'all what you want and, yeah, share those details and stories. So the biggest question that I get is, who was your first? How was it? When did you lose your V-card? Basically questions about that. And I know that's like the juiciest story and probably why you clicked on this episode. And to be honest, that whole story, I think, deserves its own dedicated episode. And I'm not even 100% sure if I want to share that story publicly just because there are so many surrounding um, like things that happened around it. So, I mean, it would really take some time for me to go back (laughs) into when that happened and write down like a timeline of everything that happened. Um, definitely a lot of moving parts to that story. So I was thinking if this podcast can reach about a hundred new listeners and about a thousand views on the YouTube portion of the upload, then I will share that story. So (laughs) if y'all really want to hear that story, be sure to share the podcast on whatever platform you are using to stream it from, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the YouTube video. And if that YouTube reaches 100 views, and if the podcast, I guess, all together from Spotify, uh, Anchor, Google, Apple reaches a hundred new listeners, or I guess a hundred total listeners. I will share that story with you guys. Okay. Anyway, so I'm sorry if you clicked on this wanting to know more about my sex capades, but you know, we've got quite a lot of juicy my first stories in this episode anyways. Um, but you know, you got to save the best one for like its whole dedicated episode. Should y'all reach that goal that I have just (laughs) 
upset. Um, but all right, let's get into these questions or these tags. So I gathered some from my DMs. Um, so you guys have messaged me some and I've also just googled like a my first tag a lot of people have been doing this over on YouTube so I just gathered some of like the interesting ones that I feel like you guys would want to know about so I'm gonna kind of mix them up and you know have some juicy ones and then also have some I guess like quote-unquote regular ones and I figured these are things that you know people normally ask me when getting to know me or they just come up in conversation so let's get right into it okay my first surgery my first surgery that I ever got was an appendectomy so that was me pretty much getting my appendix taken out um and I think this was in right before my first year of university. So this would be 2014. And what's crazy is that the timing of it was so bad. I like it was the last week before we started university. And so in that week, it's basically frosh week, orientation week. And I'm pretty sure this is kind of like a universal thing for, you know, all over the world or mostly like North America where the week before you start university classes, you have this entire week where you're basically moving into your uh, residence, you're meeting people, there's a bunch of orientation, and a bunch of like uh, students will be bringing you around on tours and a bunch of activities just to pretty much get to know the people that you'll be going to school with. And in particular, like for us, it was separated by faculty. So um, I was in business school, so I was uh, signed up to be in the orientation or frosh for the business school and this is like the week that you like this is like the most exciting week I would say of the school year where you get to meet a bunch of people and you're basically partying the whole week and so obviously like coming out of high school like I was super excited for this I get to meet like new people and I was best friends with this girl at the time from my high school and like we were honestly like inseparable we were like two peas in a pod and I was just so excited to have that experience with her and we were talking about it all summer too so just like imagine like I had all this hype and all these like high expectations and I was just super excited as a first year and my appendix decided to flare up and so one evening I got really, really sick. I started throwing up like crazy. Like I was throwing up bile. Like that shit is like acidic as heck. And uh, if you've ever had to experience that, it's the worst thing ever. My throat was on fire. Anyway, so I thought I just got like a stomach bug, stomach flu, whatever. But it just kept getting progressively worse. And so we decided to go to the hospital. This was like I want to say like nine o'clock at night because I tried to sleep it off, but I wasn't able to. So then uh, my sister's friend drove us to the hospital and then I was there and they did checkups and everything. And they basically told me that my appendix was about to explode. And there I am just like my first question. Will I be able to go to Frosh um, on Monday? And like, I think this was like a Saturday night when it happened, or maybe it was like a Sunday. Maybe it was a Saturday night, because I think I had like one day after like the surgery to rest. Um, or maybe Frosh started on Tuesday. Either way, like I had, I want to say like one or two days before Frosh to um, 
you know, like heal and whatever. Obviously, like it took a lot longer to heal, but like, uh, let me get back into the story. I'm getting a little bit sidetracked. Okay, so went to the hospital. They told me that I had to stay overnight and that I was going to get surgery like in a couple of hours. So like early, early in the morning. And my parents obviously had to go to work. So yeah, I'm guessing, sorry, this was a Sunday night. And then I would get the surgery on the Sunday late at night. And then I would be recovering on the Monday. So um, I think my aunt was in town. So like a bunch of people were coming into the hospital to visit me. Like I wasn't in admitted into like my own private room yet. Like I was just out in the open and all the lights are on. Obviously it's very loud. And so I wasn't able to sleep. I was in so much pain. I wanted to sleep it off, but they weren't allowed to give me like any medicine or anything because before surgery, you're supposed to have an empty stomach. So I was just chilling there. And then my best friend at the time texted me. She said she actually wanted to come visit me. She's like, do you want me to bring anything? And I was like, yeah, like bring some magazines. Like, I don't know, bring some entertainment, bring your laptop so we can watch movies. And I didn't think she was going to stay with me overnight, but she ended up staying with me. And it was like the sweetest thing ever because like, obviously like my parents had to go home and sleep and they had work the next day so my best friend was like oh no no no! like you guys go like I'll take care of her and so she was with me and she didn't like we didn't start school yet would have just been frosh so she had the time and she um like once we got into like a room she was sleeping on the couch and then we were just like hanging out and chilling uh I remember once I went in for surgery and like it was all like done and I came out like my cousin and her boyfriend or now husband (laughs) visited me and it was just so nice and yeah like I didn't expect so many people to come visit me but it was really really sweet and I think the first day of frosh so I guess it did start on a Monday yo I'm getting so confused but I remember the first day of frosh my best friend and I we were like in the crafts room we were so bored we were making like friendship bracelets and so then we made like our university's like um school colors um into like a friendship bracelet and we posted it into the um group the university group page on Facebook like every year there's like a group like your graduating year so there was like an accepted 2018 or class of 2018 business management school whatever and then like we posted a picture and we were like oh like sucks to be missing out on the first day of frosh but like we're here in spirit and then like we took a picture and I was in like my hospital gown with like the IV connected to me and like we were both wearing our bracelets and like whatever and we posted that picture and like everyone was like super super nice and whatever and then I got dispatched and then I went home and she ended up getting me so she went home obviously and then she came back to visit me when I was at home and she got me like a bunch of like little presents it was super sweet and I had to sleep on like you know those chairs in your backyard that like reclines so I slept on one of those reclining backyard chairs because I wasn't able to like um like sleep straight because I was in so much pain so I like slept on that and I had like the worst back pain the next day but like I was basically sleeping like that like on the hospital bed because like the hospital bed like can recline and stuff right so that was like the closest option that I had and I think I only recovered for one day and then I decided to go to a frosh event the next day I know crazy your girl just didn't want to miss out I'm dragging this my first story out so long but trust me like it's good and so we went to this event and they were when we checked in at the gym to get like our team colors and stuff for frosh um they put 
me and my best friend in different teams and she's like no 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 she just got out of surgery like I have to be with her and I still had my hospital band on like I don't know I just, I just had to like keep it on because I didn't know if any complications were going to happen if I had to go back and they prescribed me like oxy so like I had to carry that with me to every single event anyways good story to come with that but that first day we had a scavenger hunt in downtown Toronto which meant that we had to be running around and like going to places like on our feet and obviously like I couldn't do that because I was in so much pain so we tried to rent a wheelchair um, from the school but they didn't have any so we tried to go to the closest mall and rent a wheelchair but um, there was like a ridiculous charge for it and like it was by the hour so like it just it was really really messy so then we didn't end up doing it and then um, we just ended up going home which was like kind of sad but like I'm glad that like my best friend at the time wasn't like oh my god like like you ruined frosh for me because she was like just as like okay with it like she didn't want to be at frosh if i wasn't going to be there with her which was really really sweet um but yeah i think like the next day we tried to go out to an event because i didn't want to miss the boat party so i was on the boat and obviously there's a lot of people and it was fun for the most part like there were some of our friends from our high school there that we got to like hang out with like i was still meeting a lot of new people and obviously like me having like a hospital band on like people were like oh like what happened like what's wrong and i remember at one point this is a funny story i have two funny stories so when we were on the boat like I wanted to get out of the crowd and people were just being very very annoying and I was getting agitated so like I yelled out at the top of my lungs on the dance floor at the boat party I'm like I'm pregnant move (laughs) and everybody immediately cleared a path for me so I could leave it was the funniest thing ever and I'm gonna quickly jump into the second story just to you know wrap this first story up because we've been talking about it for like over 10 minutes um but when i was at one of the clubs obviously like they check your id and then they have to check your bags and everything so i had like a prescription for oxycodone and that's a street drug for those of you who don't know it's basically like a tylenol 3 on steroids it's a painkiller and um the woman at the door security was like um i'm gonna have to confiscate this from you because this is an illegal narcotic or whatever and i was like but it's prescribed to me like i need it like i'm in pain she's like no like i'll give it back to you like when you leave but you can't take this inside because people actually deal this and i'm like obviously me being innocent at the time i didn't know that it was like an actual street drug i thought it was just like you know like a tylenol type of thing um so that was like really funny because like (laughs) just having like a whole like prescription there was like over like 20 pills in there (laughs) i didn't realize that that was like you know a drug that people dealt on the streets so i I thought that was funny but anyways i'm gonna wrap that up that was my first surgery moving on (laughs) geez that was long okay i gotta keep these short okay my first kiss so my first kiss ties into my first relationship but the thing is i don't want to say it was a relationship because it lasted 30 days like a month so technically that's like a free 30-day trial you know what i'm saying (laughs) like literally 
does that even count like he just got a free trial like it wasn't like the real deal and like i'm pretty sure he emotionally cheated on me or physically cheated on me but it's all good like it was never that serious but this guy was my first kiss and i remember it it was at a subway station and we were about to like leave each other and it was like it happened really really quickly and i don't think we planned it but it just happened and it was a very very wet and moist slobbery kiss <laughs> definitely not what i expected um yeah so you know your first kiss isn't always gonna like pan out the way that you wanted to like I didn't even know what to do with my lips and let me tell you I was not the one who contributed to the slobbery moist wetness okay but yeah that was the first kiss with my first free trial uh, <laughs> boyfriend okay so my first love okay so this is kind of like a two-part thing um so my first love there's like the as a child version like young love and then there's like the adult love so my first like young love at the time i thought it was love because we said i love you to each other but like now as an adult i'm like just because you say i love you to each other doesn't mean that you you know really embody and like know what love means you know what sacrifice means and like all that stuff in between so at the time i thought that was love and in some ways i guess it was but it was young love it was nothing compared to what i experienced later on so my first young love as a child or as a teen was in high school and he was also the longest relationship i had it was almost about a year i haven't been in a relationship in like seven or eight years now i know shocking right but like men kind of suck anyways um it was a great relationship and i broke things off because things were very like stagnant they weren't really progressing and every day just kind of felt the same and i was just very tired of it and i mean obviously we could have worked things out but i just felt like i didn't have that like motivation to like you know make things work and at the time like i was just like trying to figure things out on my own and it just didn't seem like um like it was gonna you know go anywhere so i just ended it and this person and i like we didn't talk for like a couple of years after that but then i think we reconnected at a party um with some of our mutual friends and then we started talking again and he got into a relationship and we'd still see each other at parties and like everything was like super civil super chill like we would like joke around at parties and it was great and now we're just like i guess like if i run into him or whatever like it's cool it's chill on my end at least there's no hard feelings um but my first love as an adult happened in 20 the summer of 2017 or 2018 and that was like the very first time i actually recognized and felt what it truly meant to be in love and a lot of people say like you don't know what it feels like until you've been in it and like once it's like if you know like when you know all right what's the what's the quote or the saying when you know you know i guess that's what it is like everything about it just felt so different like i really wanted to be a better person when i was with this guy like i was always happy and like always excited and like i would made any sacrifice like for this person or 
sacrifices to be with this person and it was such like a huge learning lesson like going through that and then going through like the quote-unquote breakup because we were never officially in a relationship but like being in love with someone and then having that whole situation like end was like the worst the worst heartbreak I have ever experienced in my entire life I'm not even kidding like I remember things kind of ended um towards like the holiday season so like everybody like in my uh immediate family and um like my cousins and stuff who live in Toronto like they're all in relationships like long-term relationships and like every year like I'm always a single one but that first year that I got that heartbreak it just hit so hard because everybody was in love everyone was with someone and I was like alone and it just kind of sucked and so after that happened I pretty much just went downhill onto the dating apps and I'm like pretty sure like that started all of like the cyclical situations of um, me getting into situationships with guys and just never working out and it all happened because I was trying to I guess get over that heartbreak um yeah I did a lot of like self-reflection on this and so I can 100% attribute my behaviors post-breakup um to that situation everything else so yeah I okay I'm gonna move on now (laughs) okay so I'm sweating here jeez gosh these underarms are perspirating (laughs) anyways let's move on from that so my first concert okay so my first official concert was down with Webster but it wasn't even like a real okay it was like a small concert I think when people ask like what was your first concert you're thinking something bigger but this was like very very small because this band down with Webster they're a Canadian band they when they first started out they were doing obviously like smaller shows so this show was in the Kitabala and I think it's in St. Catharines Ontario and so it was like in a barn and it was so fun and like it was nice getting to know a band like before they really popped off and became famous and like they had their moment in the spotlight for like I think like I want to say like three to four years and then they just kind of like died but uh, that was my very first concert and I went with my sister and one of our family friends it was so much fun I loved it I got to meet every single one of them got all of their autographs got pictures with every single one of them it was amazing and I ended up seeing them like a couple of times afterwards but yeah I during this time like I loved seeing like those small pop rock punk brands small pop rock punk bands like you know Mariana's Trench, Stereos, uh, Metro Station, The New Cities and then like indie bands like Young Empires or Lights so I was seeing like all these like smaller artists and it was amazing because it's nice seeing how these bands have grown and how some of them have kind of just died off but at the same time I love listening to old music and reminiscing on those moments like every time I play like old tracks from when I went to these concerts I always think back to the exact moment where I was listening to it live and it's just so surreal it's crazy like I can't wait to be able to go back 
to concerts again like to be in a mosh pit like music festivals i miss you i can't wait to be reunited with you i can't wait to feel the flabby arm sweat from the person next to me just land on my face i can't wait to feel the sweaty bodies against me (sighs) no but seriously i can't wait and um yeah like i remember at some music festivals that i went to i've seen post malone i've seen drake on a number of occasions because he actually performed at our school for free which is crazy we were able to you know get him to do that we paid a lot of money for him but like the school paid a lot of money for it but we didn't have to pay any money for it so (laughs) but yeah i've seen like other artists um because of the school that i went to and we planned all these great events so there was nas french montana division and all these like smaller toronto artists as well so yeah first concert down with webster can't wait to go to more i would really love to see like arctic monkeys tame impala um lana del rey would be cool billy eilish khalid um who's that um what's his name labyrinth i would love to see labyrinth in concert and like you know the weekend all that anyways moving on my first piercing okay so technically my first piercings are my ears but like i don't want to count those because my mom took me to get those literally when i was like a fetus when i was a baby so like i don't remember that so i don't know how that you know played out (laughs) obviously crying but like I, i don't know but so i'd like to say my first piercing would then be my septum so this is a nose ring for those who don't know people call it the bull piercing the bull ring piercing whatever I got it done in 2015, I want to say, and I, it was like trending at the time, like everyone had it, and I was scared because this was like my first like piece of like jewelry, like I wanted to get a tattoo, but I was like tattoos are very permanent and I don't have like, um, like a solid idea, so I was like let's just get a piercing instead, so I got the piercing and i hid it from my parents because i had the horseshoe ring in so i was able to flip the ring upwards into my nose so you can't see it and i think that's why i really liked the piercing because it's not like permanent permanent like i can take it out i can hide it i can put a retainer in which is what i have in it right now so for people who don't know yes i still have my septum ring i just don't put the ring in i wear a retainer just to keep like the um piercing um present alive fresh i don't know so it doesn't close up but yeah i was able to hide it from my parents for about two weeks and then i think we went out to eat um lunch one day and i guess like i tilted my head like a little too far back and my mom's like what's that thing in your nose (laughs) and my sister was like oh it's just a silver booger like nothing there and yeah so i think because i was in public like they were less like angry with me but like for a solid like two years like my mom would always refer to it especially if i was like wearing it around family friends like oh like it's like the ugliest thing i've ever seen like she has this like stupid piece of like silver jewelry in her nose and i remember when i met my grandma for the first time I had like my septum ring in. It's just like a dainty 
little nose ring and it had like two ankle tattoos at the time that were visible and my hair was colored and everything and obviously that's kind of like frowned upon or like looked down on in like certain cultures and stuff but like we were pretty much advanced and um grown away from those stereotypes and whatever and so my grandma like my mom was trying to like make me feel bad about all of it and put me to shame in front of my grandma when I was meeting her for the first time my grandma was so chill with it she's like I don't really don't care like she can do whatever she wants as long as she's happy kind of thing so yes grandma love you (laughs) um but yeah that was my first piercing my first job sorry if I'm jumping into these too quickly um I just don't want to go on such a long tangent on each one but I have a couple more so my first job ever was at the CNE. So this is the Canadian National Exhibition. And for those who don't know what that is, it's basically like every year during the summertime for about two or three weeks, we have this um, place. It's called Exhibition Place. It's downtown. It's basically like a large um, like grounds area where um, there's like... They set up, um, sorry, there's a large soccer field, but then there's around, there's, <laughs> I can't English right now, it's been a long day, I'm sorry. There's a lot of surrounding area, um, like around the soccer field where vendors come to um, post up and s- advertise and sell and whatever, be part of this whole um, like fair so to give you more of um like to paint the picture i'm so bad at explaining this right now i'm so sorry if you think about like the santa monica pier for example you have the ferris wheel you have all these like corn dog vendors um uh, waffle cones funnel cakes sorry and like all these like festival style arcade style carnival carnival that's the word carnival games so it's basically like that for two weeks and it drives a lot of traffic um especially as like a tourist destination for locals and everything because like it's a crazy two weeks and it's super exciting honestly it's a highlight of every single one of my summers i try to make an effort to go every year um but yeah there's like a ski lift there's like a bunch of rides there's bumper cars and get a lot of like cool snacks and every single year I go I always 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 run into at least like 10 people I know and like I've like some of those people actually like work there too and Toronto honestly is such a small place like you will always run into someone you know especially if you're out and about in downtown Toronto or yeah those frequently visited places so yeah my first job was at the cne but it wasn't what you think (laughs) i wasn't working like a ride i wasn't working at it like a lemonade stand i was actually working the two weeks before the cne opened setting up a um, warehouse so my sister's friend had a job um to work at a clothing warehouse and she didn't want to do it so she asked me if i wanted to do and i was like heck yeah like i want to earn some coin and so i did it and i i think it was probably like almost two hours of a trek to our mission downtown with like the bus the subway and the streetcar so 
I would have to wake up like super early in the morning and I think I had to be there at around like 8 or 9 a.m and then we would leave pretty late so we would finish at around like 8 or 9 p.m and then I wouldn't get home until close to midnight it was bad but I was like anything for this first job but it was so much fun because the girls that I was working with were actually my sister's friends from high school and I think one of them brought their little sister who was around the same age as me at the time so it was just like really chill and like really fun and it was cool to see how everything was set up and I had a lot of um freedom to kind of play around with the um merchandising like retail merchandising and like just placing things in like certain places if you guys know about like shopper marketing and like all that kind of stuff like fashion was like really much pretty much like my thing at the time so it was cool to be able to um get like a taste of this in like a warehouse outlet setting of you know making my own like um I don't know the technical terms for it but like making my own little like sections and designing like the tables and the products and making it all look pretty <laughs> but yeah anyways that was my first job and it was fun you know I didn't make like a lot of crazy money but like it was nice and like I was like probably like 14 or 15 years old so yeah that was my first job and then after that I probably worked I think I worked in retail yeah so I worked in what I do I worked in a bakery and then I worked in skincare retail and then I did internships in corporate and then I've been working full-time corporate now so yeah that's that um okay let's get into two more my first time blacking out from alcohol (laughs) oh my god this was back in in new year's 2015 or 2016 it's funny because a lot of the time when i experience my first it's always grouped around like similar time frames so like my first job like first time blacking out from alcohol like first concert like a lot of that stuff happened around like the same like time frame um so i don't know if that like means anything but i thought that was kind of cool to note but first time blacking out from alcohol new year's 2015 or 20 or 2014 between 2014 and 2016 i can't remember too clearly but i was at a frat house party in downtown toronto and downtown frats are grimy and disgusting um i don't know if that's like a common thing for toronto frats but i know in the states like you see like the really nice frats in the states and i'm like i don't know if that's just in the movies or if it's like that in real life but yeah no this place was grimy as heck but yeah they were throwing like a new year's banger and i went with a couple of my friends and i started drinking pretty early in the night and because i wanted to go ham and didn't really understand the concepts of not mixing different types of alcohol i was drinking whiskey and vodka and gin and uh, it was a mess and before i knew it i blacked out before the new year's countdown and there was a bunch of like events like surrounding it too like i remember feeling like super tipsy and like falling all over the place in like the bathroom or the washroom and then i remember 
honestly actually my it was everything was a flash like I remember like sitting like in the middle of like the staircases at this frat house and like dying and one of my friends Glenn tried to help me throw up and he stuck his finger into my throat shout out Glenn I love you and he will never let me forget that he did that for me so yeah I don't remember if I was able to throw up or not I probably did and he will never forget that either and then I think I was walking towards the couch and I just blacked out and then the next thing you know I woke up in the hospital and I was like I think they put me on a bed but I was outside in the waiting room and like it was so loud because obviously like new year's eve people get wild so there are a lot of other people in there with me who are probably also i don't know super drunk or maybe they're overdosing a lot of crackheads and i was like crying hysterically and i think like while i was crying i was like holding on to like the police officer's hand (laughs) and i was like kind of like just crying hysterically like i don't know what's going on i feel so bad Uh." (laughs) and he was like oh don't worry like it's okay like this happens and then I think two of my friends actually ended up coming with me, but I didn't see them until later. And obviously they had to call my parents. So my parents drove all the way downtown to pick up my drunk ass and my two friends. And I remember like the hospital gave me some medication today and I like sobered up really quickly. Um, But yeah, everyone actually came back to my house. We got food and then we slept. And then that was that. I think I felt pretty sick the next day, as I should, (laughs) but, you know, what better way to start the new year than by not remembering anything from the last moments of the previous year, am I right? (laughs) Anyways, okay, so the last thing I want to get into is my first fist fight. (laughs) Ooh, this is not that juicy of a story, I'm hyping it up for no reason, but my first fist fight and pretty much the only fist fight that I've ever been in was in grade six. So I was six, seven, eight, 11 years old. And whew, I didn't even initiate it. So basically what happened, there was this guy and he was fighting this other guy who I guess was kind of like seen as like the weird kid, but he was like problematic because he was also very violent. And these both these guys were very violent, but like the more aggressive, violent guy was just targeting the other guy for like the dumbest reason and so he started fighting him and i felt bad for like the weaker guy because you know obviously he was also esl so like he couldn't really like stand up for himself and nobody really knew like what was going on and so i think we were inside of the school it was during recess but we somehow ended up inside the school and i think at the time it was probably because one of my friends was a safety patroller safety patrollers for those who don't know if you guys have watched Fillmore, that family channel show it's basically you know the people that wear the orange belt and we like (laughs) we monitor like the school inside we hold the doors open we take care of the crosswalk all that jazz so we're patrolling people we're keeping it safe you know (laughs) And so I think that was the only reason why we were able to be inside, like in the staircase area, like where the doors were of an elementary school. And so I think he was fighting the guy inside 
I was in there, my other friend was in there, and I think maybe one other person, and they were scared, so they were kind of hiding. And then I saw the fight progress inside, and I don't know why I thought it was a good idea at the time to insert myself into the situation, but I did. So I went inside to try to break it up, calm the other guy down and at least take like the weaker guy out of the situation so it worked i went in and then the weaker guy came out but then this motherfucker decided to attack me i was like that was the first time that i got literally hit like punched like he was beating me up and i'm just like is this really happening so obviously i'm not just gonna stand there and take it and keep in mind at this time like i don't know if you've listened to my previous episodes but like when i was in elementary school like i was like i would say pretty outgoing like really like um like a tomboy i was always playing all the sports my grades were not good i was just a really bad kid i also got into a lot of trouble i was always sent to the principal's office and i only shaped up once i got into middle school i became like very very shy and that's when i started getting bullied um but yeah so in elementary school i was very very just like out there and so i had no problem throwing punches back at this guy obviously to defend myself so we were going at it we were having a fist fight um i don't think he hit my face necessarily i think it was like everything like neck below i think he tried to go for my face but then i was just like you know obviously just trying to like block him and because i was like against the door he was literally just trying to like beat me up into the door and then my back is resting on like the door handle so i guess the only way that i was able to like free myself and get him to stop besides like throwing punches back was because i like leaned on the door and it happened to like fully open and then like we went out and then um i guess like the lunch ladies we call them lunch ladies because they're like the students moms who are like chaperones or like they watch over us during recess but the lunch ladies came to break up the fight and then we all got sent to the principal's office and obviously every time you get sent to the principal's office your parents get called so i don't think i got into any trouble for that because like it was just me like defending myself but yeah that was my first fist fight first fist fight it was absolutely wild i wonder what this guy is up to i never liked him i think he had a crush on me at one point but like it's absolutely mental but yeah that wraps up some of my firsts and if y'all are really interested in learning about when i lost my v car which i don't know if i want to tell that story but i'm gonna keep my promise if this podcast episode reaches those goals like i said earlier the 100 new listeners and the 1000 views on the youtube video (laughs) y'all may think these are low standards and expectations but we don't really get that high of a reach just saying so if y'all want to share if you want to listen to that story do the damn thing share this podcast and maybe that will be the next episode you never know but thank you so much for tuning into episode 11 of breaking bell i post episodes every wednesday so feel free to follow along on whatever platform streaming platform that you are listening on and of course my instagram over at bell not bella to keep up with all the updates on new episodes and yeah i'll catch you all at the next audio party bye